wild night out. Phoebe Smith journeys to the Namibian bush to sleep under the stars in the Onguma Nature Reserve's unique dream cruiser. You're listening to The Journey Narratives. This episode is brought to you in a paid partnership with Onguma. It was a little after 8pm when the ranger said goodbye. I watched as the taillights from his off-road vehicle snaked away into the distance, swerving around trees that seemed indistinguishable from the darkness before their red glow disappeared completely. I stood for a few seconds, listening to the hum of cicadas and crickets, rivalled only in volume by the sound of my own breathing. Standing in the Namibian bush, on a raised platform, a couple of metres above the ground. I looked out at the adjacent waterhole. I was completely alone, at least for now. I was about to experience the one-of-a-kind attraction in Onguma Nature Reserve, a 340 square kilometre segment of former agricultural land which borders the eastern edge of Itosha National Park and is larger than all the islands of the Maldives put together. The concept is simple. Guests spend the night away from the light and sounds of a lodge to feel completely immersed in the environment. Though this accommodation is by no means a back-to-basics campout. Built from a renovated land cruiser, the downstairs has been fitted out with a flushing toilet, brass sink and warm shower, finished off with a blue-tiled floor and walls constructed of wooden panels and corrugated iron. A sturdy stepladder leads up to the penthouse suite, with a four-poster bed, draped with a mosquito net, bean bags, and solar lanterns. There's even a table and two chairs, where I'd just finished my alfresco dinner and sundowners minutes before. During lockdown, we had time to sit down and reflect on everything we do, and that's when our managing partner, Fritz Vorster, thought up the Dream Cruiser, explained Head of Operations Gary Roberts when I arrived the previous day. As soon as I heard about it, I was itching to spend the night alone in the wild. For most of us, an African safari usually ends with drinks at sunset and begins early the next morning on a dawn drive after a night in our chosen hotel or lodge. But here was a chance to extend my time in the wilderness, to see the wildlife when other guests were tucked up in their beds. It was impossible to resist. The crowds flocked to neighbouring Atosha, which is more famed for its wildlife. Yet in Onguma, I saw more fauna during a drive lasting just a couple of hours. When we weren't watching the wildebeest, warthog and zebra at one of the many waterholes, Franz was teaching me about the bush itself, from pungent wild sage that can be used as an insect repellent, to the worm cure tree, a type of albiza, the bark of which hunter-gatherers once used as a medicine against parasites. As the sun began to set, we stumbled on a pride of young lions who had made a kill and were eating hungrily, then passed a couple of elephants also tucking into their dinner. As the sky turned crimson, Ranger Franz cornered a bend in the road, and suddenly my dream cruiser was there, like a camouflage sanctuary amid the trees. I opened the door 
and climbed upstairs to find Onguma's head chef waiting to serve me champagne and a buffet of roasted vegetables, homemade breads, grapes, cheese and salad, followed by an indulgent chocolate and cream dessert. I ate as well as the big cats had, the exquisiteness of the food only rivalled by the elevated view of the horizon, where giraffes were backlit by the last ribbons of light, the creature's silhouettes moving as though in a stop-motion animation. Once Franz and the chef had said their goodbyes, I sat on the edge of the bed, looking towards the waterhole, anticipating the arrival of wildlife visitors. As a photographer, my camera was clenched firmly in hand, but I would soon realise that this was a safari for the ears rather than the eyes. Darkness crept in so slowly, I barely noticed it until I decided to use the facilities and realised I needed my torch to find the light switch in the bathroom. When I went back upstairs after a warm shower, I gasped as I was greeted with a smattering of stars. I lay across two bean bags to gaze at the unmistakable smudge of the Milky Way, the four pinpricks of the Southern Cross and the starry strip of Orion's Belt. At 10pm, the rhythmic chirps and calls of the bugs faded away and I got into my bed and pulled the thick duvet high around me. I dozed for a while then woke up about an hour later, listening to something drink noisily at the waterhole. Later, courtesy of a camera trap, I would find out it was a hyena. Instinctively, I reached for my camera, but realised quickly capturing a shot would be impossible without disturbing the animal. I was forced to give up on photos and simply listen instead. Despite the heat of the day before, the night time brought with it a dry cold, and I snuggled further into the bed. Around midnight, the trumpet of an elephant came from somewhere ahead, and I sat up, trying to locate the pachyderm. Leaning out of the mosquito net, I was greeted by the bright white of the moon. It was as though a spotlight was suddenly switched on, and the immediate landscape was bathed in a pallid glow. I took nature's illumination as a cue to stay awake, to not miss out on what was becoming an immersive safari soundscape. I wedged all the pillows up behind me and sat still. A pack of hyenas scurried by, followed by the gentle padding of something more discreet. I looked to see the faint outline of a feline, possibly a lion or leopard. Somewhere behind me the trees rustled, likely a giraffe feeding on the scrub, and later, when a tickle in my throat had me coughing, my own barks were called back to me by a wildebeest who clearly thought I was a fellow antelope in distress. The first call was joined by another, then another, tapping into a whole wildlife network I didn't know existed. Before long, without meaning to, I fell asleep, comforted by my wildebeest brethren in the bush below. The next time I opened my eyes, it was to the crowing of a spur fowl. The wildebeest were gone, and at the foot of my bed, the colour had already begun to seep back into the sky. More birds joined the dawn chorus as the warmth from the rising sun burned through the chill of night. It was very much like waking from one of the wildest dreams I've ever had. Soon the ranger would be back to collect me, to serve a hearty bush breakfast accompanied by chatter about my night out in the bush. But, for a few more minutes, the wild would still be mine alone. And there I lingered on my bed, no longer caring about photographs while the sun streaked gold across the tangerine sky.
and Namibia's birds sang me my own personal wake-up call. Find out more about Onguma Nature Reserve at onguma.com. Thank you.